Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. So I come here. Morning. Good to be with you. Uh, we're thinking about the I am sayings. And we've been through a lot of the ones that you would have recognised. You may not recognise this one as an I am saying, but it does have I am in the title. Now, we do have a PowerPoint, which will appear at some point. Lovely. And we're thinking about this idea about God doing a new thing. God doing a new thing. So let's see the first slide, which has got a quote, which is there just because I like it, really. We can have the quote. It's not moving. Shall I give you the quote, anyway? Uh, This is from Johann von Goethe. And he says, Why look for conspiracy when stupidity can explain so much? (laughs) I I just came across it. I liked it. I thought... doesn't, it's not apropos of anything really. Um, okay, so the first verse for today, which is not our main verse, is from Jeremiah 6, 16. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. Why start with that if we're thinking about new things, looking back to ancient paths? Well, we want to look at what of the old is good and we want to continue or maybe go back to things that we've lost but also what is God's new thing and the reason for that quote actually is that that verse from Jeremiah goes on and you will find rest for your souls but you said we will not walk in it so God directed his people to the ancient paths And the people said, no, we're not going down there. We're going our own way. First thought for today. Now, our verse is this next one, which I'm sure is just coming up. (laughs) It's my PowerPoint, I'm sure. See, I'm doing a new thing. It's from Isaiah 43, 19. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So, let's think about new things. There's a picture of a couple of houses which may be about to come up. If not, um, I'll tell you about them anyway. We have owned two houses. Um, One was in Red Hill and the other one is in Sussex. Now, the Red Hill one we bought, when we looked around it, we thought, we don't really like this. It had mirrors everywhere. It had a pool table in the dining room. It wasn't very clean. It had a very small garden. But it was on the top of a hill. And from the garden, as the sun came down, you could see St. John's Church in Red Hill and all the way down the valley past Gatwick. And it was beautiful. And we both came away from that house going... It's a bit decrepit, isn't it? Don't really like it. But the view was lovely. And we went back and we looked again. It's the one on the left there. We went back and we looked again and we bought it and we owned that house for 17 years. It was old. It was expensive. But it was enduringly beautiful. So maybe there's some things about what God calls us to which is old and expensive but enduringly beautiful. We um, currently own another house, 
which is new. We bought it new. It means that when we moved in, everything worked. <laughs> it was clean. And it was just, it was lovely. Not quite so much character as the 1930s house we owned, but it had a lot going for it. And it's by the sea. Take the dogs for a walk on the beach. Yay! It was a new thing for us to live by the sea. It was a new thing for us to be able to use that house. So we're thinking about new things that God might be doing. Let's think about some other new things. Uh, next one, if it's possible. Sorry, Julia. <laughs> I don't know what I've done to this PowerPoint. So, has anybody here, I'm looking at the back at the youth, has anybody here got a games console? Yeah? How old is it? When it yeah, but how old is it? A year old, two years old? Is it ancient? Three years ancient. <laughs> Absolutely ancient. Because <laughs> they change all the time, don't they? Games consoles. And the games that go with you're all looking at me, what's a games console? <laughs> on the right, can anybody tell me what the proper name is for that picture on the right? A compendium. Has anybody got a compendium? Yay! It just means lots of games together. And some of those games, chess and drafts and backgammon and all these, have been played forever. And I've got circled a... Oh, nearly went there. I've got circled a, a pack of cards. If you've got a pack of cards, how many games can you play? And it costs, what, two quid or something? Wonderful. Just because it's ancient doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. But actually, God is also calling us to the new. God is also calling us to the new. Right, next slide, if at all possible. I do feel for you, Julia, because it's, it's obviously my PowerPoint is a problem. Has anybody here got a Tesla? Would anybody like a Tesla? <laughs> that says a lot about Tesla and their pricing, doesn't it? Um, new, fancy, super, super techy, quiet... It's the future, guys. Well, <laughs> but on the right-hand side, you've got an ancient, ancient car. And of course, we have had them come here, haven't we? Why on earth would you own and drive a car which is 100 years old? It must be a pain. Why would you do it? Can't hear you. Because what? For the, joy of it. For the joy of it. And are God's things full of joy? Do they always make sense? So it's not necessarily a rational decision to follow what God is calling us to, whether it's an old ancient path or whether it's been called to something new. Here's some verses from Isaiah about new things. Verse 42, verse 9. I will announce them. Now, if God is going to announce his new things, are we listening? Are we truly listening? 48.6, I will tell you of the hidden things. 
which means they might already be in a mist. They might be around us already. They might well be down here, or over there, or over there, or out there. We just haven't seen them yet. 65.17, new heavens and earth, former things will not be remembered. Have you thought about that? That when Jesus comes again and he makes everything new and everything perfect, all the things that we face at the moment, whether they give us joy or angst, we won't remember. We live in this life and we live for him in this life. But there will be no more tears or pain or sorrow or death when Jesus comes again and he takes us into his new creation. We won't remember them. Hooray! Is that good news? That's Jesus' ultimate new thing, which is to recreate everything, including us. And we will be there reigning with him the way it was supposed to be in the beginning. Hallelujah! Still a little bit tepid, I've got to say. (laughs) This is the ultimate good news of Jesus Christ. He's going to come and make everything new and perfect. And anything that makes us sad now is going to go away. Hallelujah! That's better. Just blame you. How can we respond to this idea of a new thing? A new thing that he might be doing, which might be hidden, that he's going to tell us about. Well, firstly, let's pray together. And the next slide, if it's coming, but I'm sure you know it anyway, is the prayer that Jesus taught us. But I want us to dwell particularly and stop at the end of the highlighted sections. And I just want us to think about these. So can we say the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Stop. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. At the 9.45, I was preaching on the passage about Jacob's stairwell, or Jacob's ladder. And that is a picture of angels descending and ascending, coming down into earth, doing God's work. And Jacob said, I didn't even know they were there. I didn't know the Lord was here. Thy kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Is that our prayer today? That heaven breaks out even more amongst us and out there. Let's keep going. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Can we assign that to God again? Can we praise him with those words, those last words in bold? For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. They're not mine. They're his. 
And so this new thing is for us to join in with, but it's for his glory. Amen? Excellent. So, how else might we respond? Well, next slide, we have two verses, and then we're going to come to a response. In our main verse, Isaiah said, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Well, we tend to think about, come Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to come down on us, and we pray for that, don't we? The blessings of God reigning on us. And about two years ago, I stood here and said, maybe we've got umbrellas up. Can we put our umbrellas down so that we can receive that blessing from God, that Holy Spirit ministry? But actually, there's another aspect to this. And the verse on the right, I'll read to you, is from Genesis. The Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Before God made rain, he brought it up out of the earth. So while we're looking up there for what God might be doing, he's doing something down here and creating this new thing. So not only do we need to be listening to what he's saying, we need to be looking at what he's doing. Can we do that? Ears open, eyes open. Because God is doing a new thing. And I don't think he's just doing one new thing. However many people here there are today, he's doing that number of new things in each and every life. Because God saves one life at a time. God saves one life at a time. And you matter to him. Can you turn around to the person next to you and say, you matter to him. Youth at the back, you matter to him. Table over here, you matter to him. You guys here, you matter to him, to God. We're going to think about ways to respond to this word that God has got a new thing in mind. And it might be springing up from below us. It might be raining down from above us. But the important thing is it gets inside us. So there are a few things that we can do. Firstly, sing to the Lord a new song. Do you know those psalms? Sing to the Lord a new song. And to do that, we might just start singing his praise in a song that we know. We might just do that by saying his name, Abba, Abba, Abba. You know what Abba, Abba, Abba leads to? Other than Dancing Queen, obviously. (laughs) Do you know what that leads to? A heavenly language known as tongues. Abba, Abba, Abba. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He will give you a tune. So that's one way. Sing to the Lord a new song. Another is just to stop and listen to 
what he has to say. Truly stop and listen to what he has to say. To you, for you, or for the church.